Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina, and on this Be Our Guest episode, we are talking about how the hell do you raise teenagers? <laughs> Hi, Emily. Hi, Nikki. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, as you may know, I have a nine-year-old stepson, so I can't contribute to this at all. Um, and so I desperately needed people to come on and chat about what a lot of stepmoms are freaking out about, which is how the hell do you manage puberty? How do you deal with social media, discipline, all that stuff? So um, let's, I guess, start with introducing you guys. Um, Emily, how about you go first? Can you tell us a little bit about your stepmom journey? Sure. Um, so I have four, my husband has four, ki- four kids. Um, the oldest one is 23, then 21, 16, and 12. Um, if you're on the podcast, you can't tell, but I'm 30. So, oh my God. Um, so some of them, you know, there's some interesting dynamics with the older two. So there's two different moms in our situation too. So the older two have the same mom and the younger two have the same, a different same mom. Um, okay. and the younger two live with us. So we've had the 21 year old lived with us a little while ago. Um, she has two kids of her own. So I'm a step grandma also. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you you welcomed me here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I chose you. I picked you. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been married for about five and a half years. Um, so me and the 16-year-old are, you know, we're the same distance apart as me and my husband are. We're 14 years apart. So there's some interesting things there. But generally speaking, I get along pretty well with the younger two. And the third, the fourth one has some troubles with me, but that's okay. That's a whole other episode. (laughs) (laughs) We'll unpack that at another date. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But we generally do okay. The youngest one, he's 12. So I've been around since he was six and we went to church together before that. So I've known them for lots of years and, um, you know, been around them for six years or so. Yeah. So you have a 12 year old that's going to be entering into the teenage years and then you have one yeah. that's like smack dab in it. And then you yeah. were around for, yeah. All right. So you have some, you have some stuff under your belt there we can talk yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nikki, what's your story? Um, I am Nikki. My husband has three kids from our previous marriage. He's got an 18 year old daughter um, a 15-year-old son, a 13-year-old son, and we have um, one hours baby that is one year old. Um, I also am only 31, 
Um, my husband hey. part-time, so there's a little bit of an age gap with us for sure. Um, which honestly, if you saw my husband, he definitely doesn't look his age. Um, so you would never look at us and know that, but, um, and it's really never been an issue for us. I think in the beginning, um, you know, it was an easy thing for a bio mom to, you know, kind of jab at just because how could you not? Um, but to be honest, I, I am very, very close with my 13 year old stepson. Um, like we are thick as thieves, um, middle stepson and I, um, I actually have had to disengage from probably my two oldest, um, stepkids because they are teenagers. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think them going through the motions of finding themselves, um, as well as starting to see their parents as people, almost like you get to an age Mm -hmm. where you you no longer just see them as mom and dad, but they're your peers, they're people like you're you're, right. They're not perfect. You disagree with what they're doing. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's been a very interesting ride. I've been with my husband for six years, but we've only been married for two. Okay. Um, I will say it's been a good adjustment going from the girlfriend to the wife. Um, I think you become a little bit more confident, confident in your role. Um, mm-hmm. and like, this is your home, your family, and you finally have a say in, mm-hmm. you know, how things are run when you have a label as silly as that might sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the three teenagers has been very challenging, which I'm sure anyone with teenagers, blended family or not, obviously, yeah. but well, yeah, teenagers are just challenging. I was challenging, yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but it's also like it, com- it complicates things as yeah. a stepmom because there's mm-hmm. more stuff to muddle through. I mean, puberty is scary. Uh, let's start. Okay. So let's start at like the beginning of the teenage years, like um, puberty, like having those types of conversations, talking about sex, like who had those talks with them? Were you involved in any way? Emily's nodding no. <laughs> well, I haven't been involved with any anything puberty related. Um, aside from my stepdaughter, we did go through the whole birth control situation together for a little bit. Um, when she was what does that mean? That. Well, I think they get to an like when she was when she eighteen now. I think when she was like sixteen, she wanted to go on birth control, um, and I think it was a little weird for her to talk to her dad about. So she did start talking to our mom about it. But I think the fact that we were a little bit closer in age was a benefit for me. Mm -hmm. Um, only because her mom hadn't been on birth. You know what I mean? Like in start that journey as closely as like I had. Um, so when she was kind of going through like trying the different ones out, how they were like, she started getting really bad acne, Um, so she kind of wanted to, you know, she, she had somebody, I think she came to me to be like, what did you try? Like what worked for you? Did this happen to you? I'm afraid I'm going to gain weight. Um, Mm. did you have acne? Which one did you try? Like, Mm -hmm. I think you were comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, You were like a safe space for her. That's awesome. Um, but that was really puberty, puberty wise. Um, I think the only thing I was really 
involved in. Um, aside from, I have two teenage stepsons who are honestly, I love them, but they're disgusting. Like, they're <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sure, I don't know if you have boys or, or not, um, Emily, but they're disgusting. Yeah. And I didn't have brothers. I have a sister and I feel like I'm not disgusting. So right. like, I'm <laughs> here. like I didn't need my parents to be like, can you change your underwear, please? Like that was <laughs> I did. where like my stepson, my 15 year old, bless his heart. He, when he was in like seventh grade, he was, he was going through it. He's a, a sophomore now, but he, um, he grew a lot faster. He's a November birthday. So he was the oldest, uh, you know, in yeah. his grade mm-hmm. and he hated how tall he was. Like he was like towering over the kids in his grade to the point where like he would intentionally like wear clothes that were like three sizes too small for him. Cause that's going to make him look shorter. Well, right. <laughs> and realistically, like as an adult, you're like, okay, this is not working in your favor. This is making it so much worse because your clothes mm-hmm. don't fit you. So you look bigger than you actually are. And, you know, the whole, his voice was changing. He like really hated the skin he was in, in seventh grade. Mm. And, you know, it was really hard for me to um, just get on his level, I think, because I just, I couldn't relate to that where he was just so uncomfortable in his own skin. I think seventh grade's a really hard year based on my three stepkids. I think that's probably the worst year for all of them. Um. But like going through that and like having to like talk to a kid who like isn't your child. So you can't like, I couldn't like scream at him and be like, you're disgusting, like clean yourself. Mm-hmm. But like it had to get to the point where I was I like, do. <laughs> um, your son hasn't changed his underwear in two weeks and I haven't done laundry for him in a month. Like, right. why is this okay? Like, how can we like, Hygiene is not negotiable. That's what I say in the house. Like, that right. is not negotiable. Like, why are we doing this? I always like, just tell my stepson, I'm like, do you want to be the stinky kid in class? That's what I was saying. Like, do you want to? Like, because you can. You're, you're like headed well, straight I there. I was like, listen, you can wear the same sweatshirt a few days in a row. Like, I get that. Throw a hoodie on. That's fine. But like, you've got pizza stains on your pants and they're two sizes too small. Like, right. have this. Right. Like, am I unreasonable for this? You know, because his mom had no problem with it. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, why are you, like, I sent you there in those clothes and you have yet to change them in Mm -hmm. Mm ways. Like, why as a mother (laughs) would you be okay with that? Oh, yeah. That's that. I say that a million times a day. Uh, (laughs) Emily, (laughs) Emily, uh, what has been your involvement with puberty or anything related to periods or boobs, you know, growing or (laughs) anything, you know, that's super fucking Um, awkward? Well, the two that live with us are boys. And then the older one, that's, she's a girl, but she was kind of already through that when I showed up. Um, there was one time that my husband had sent me like on a car ride with her and said, you need to have a, like a relationship talk with her. And we, without going down this whole road, we kind of dated differently. We, um, uh, I don't know. He tried to have me like, it's, it'll open too many doors if I go down it. So um, <laughs> Careful. to have this like relational conversation with her and just teaching her about, you know, just being a 16 year old and wanting to do, inappropriate things or whatever and how to 
how to have boundaries in your relationship. And it pretty much went, I could never have the kind of relationship you have with my dad. I could never do that. Um, and I was like, well, I don't know what else to say. And that was about the, about it with her. Yeah. Um, she and I have kind of a back and forth. We're either really great or really kind of rocky and tough. So it's really easy to to go over that edge, you know? Sure. So I try to just kind of err on the side of caution with her. But um, my 16-year-old, the two, two kids at home are boys. So the 16-year-old, he has some acne issues, has some body issues, has some, you know, just typical teenage things like that. And I kind of can, he'll talk to me about little things here. I'm the one he comes to and asks for, like, he's got this little fro going right now and he wants me to buy him the hair products because he knows that I'll go and take it, take care of it and get it done. And, Mm -hmm. um, kind of asks about skincare and things like that. Um, but not like, your body's changing, like anything like that, you know, we haven't, nobody has really, my husband will a little bit here and there, but I think that they're pretty well versed at school and have a pretty decent idea. And because they're the younger two of the four, they've kind of, so they've learned from their older siblings. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. His daughter is my stepdaughter. Like I said, she has two kids. So that was a real good awakening for for them when they kind of hit the teenage years as well. I don't really think that's what I want to do when I'm 16. So Mm -hmm. we didn't really have to have as many of those conversations. I don't think, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I, would you say say that like when it comes to, I guess, stereotypical, uncomfortable things like okay I'm just backing up here for example (laughs) my nine-year-old I you know was in his life when he was three now he's at an age where he's you know wanting his privacy when he's getting dressed Mm -hmm. which like yes all for that um but like when we were continuously potty training him and stuff I finally like put the boundary up of all right dear husband of mine i don't have a penis i can't (laughs) tell him how he needs to clean it or like where to grab it when he's peeing or like how to manage that like that's not i'm not doing that or bathing and like all that stuff so boys freak me out anyway but (laughs) i mean would you say would you say that when in doubt, you just kind of turn to your partner and you're like, how should we handle this? Like when yeah. it comes to those sorts of things? If they've asked me a question, there's been times where I'm like, hey, kid, I don't, that's not for me. You know, you have a dad who's sure. right there. Yeah. He's very involved. I don't want to be the one to speak to you about this. I want, I know that this should be a father son thing, or I know that your mom will chop my head off if I have this conversation with you. So this needs to happen through someone else, you know? And then once I know that they've talked, sometimes I'll say, come and talk to me later. Like, I don't want to overstep there because I know if I were their parent, I would be upset if, okay, yeah. Even if I've been around for however many years, you know? I think that personally for me, like, anytime the kids have come to me to ask, or anything. Um, I have no problem like discussing anything with them, but I think that at least for my sake, like my stepkids have a decent enough relationship with my husband. Um, 
and now their mom that I don't, I think that they have no problem talking to their parents about it, but there are a lot of situations where I feel like I'm the first one to be like, Hey, I think that we need to start talking to so-and-so about this because Mm -hmm. they're, they're ready. Like, I feel like most husbands are oblivious boys or girls. Like, it's like, I've had to tell my husband, like, (laughs) I might not be their mother, but like, I can, I live in this house. Like they, they, we need to talk about this now. Like, like Mm -hmm. you need to talk to your kid or you need to, you need to call mom. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I notices things first. Right. Yeah. I, a lot of times will say I'm not their mother, but I am the mother of this house. That's how I say it too. So I have, yeah, I have a role. I have a voice. I have an opinion. I'm not their mother. I am (laughs) of this place. I'm (laughs) like, if you expect me to cook for them and do their laundry, then I'm going to tell you they need to wash their underwear or we need to get the face wash or she needs to go to the doctor and, you know, start this. Like, yeah. If you don't want me to do those things, fine. That's fine. But if you expect me to be mom at this house, then like I have an opinion and you're going to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm a, right. Applause. All the stepmoms right now are just like, yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It takes you a while to get to that part where you're like, okay, you know what? I'm doing all of this. So I matter now. Like what I say matters. I'm not a crazy person. I live here just like they live with their parents. Like you're seeing the same things they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I think that we see it through a different lens. So maybe we do see it quicker, you know, like parents might not, you know, they're looking through rose colored glasses half the time. Like it's their kid. Maybe there's, they don't see the problem right away or they don't see that this is kind of strange or maybe mm-hmm. different for this age group or whatever it might be. But yeah, I agree a hundred percent. So let's talk about, this was a huge, I mean, I asked, I posed this to Instagram and I got a lot of how do you deal with social media? How do you deal with screen time? How do you navigate that between your house and the other house? Um, let's talk about that. Cause I, I mean, I'm, so I'm just, I'm 33. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't understand the TikTok. I do not do the TikTok. Uh, Instagram came out with the reels and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is confusing. <laughs> Like, no, I stick to stories and posting. That's what I know. Um, so, I mean, I have no idea, but how do you handle dealing? Cause I, I mean, we didn't have that shit when we were teenagers. Right. Thank God. Yeah. AOL man. Yeah. <laughs> MySpace. Yes. Um, when you got to choose like your top friends, yeah. like that was yeah. my jam. Who's going to be cut this week? So it's um a terror like a scary world so how do you guys navigate that with your with your teenagers emily um you can go ahead nikki god i feel like i'm honestly in like the thickest thick of social media just based on my kids ages like 18 Mm -hmm. 15 and 13 does it get any more like yeah you're based um (laughs) i'm not gonna lie we've had a lot, a lot of issues. And I, I will say if they were my children, things would be done a lot differently. Um, that's totally a situation I've had to like, just honestly say to myself and like, to keep my sanity as like, they are not a direct reflection of me. Like, this is not, 
what give us an example like what's what's one thing that you're kind of daughter is she's beautiful you know she's a beautiful girl um constantly half naked on the internet like Mm. always and her mom will be like I have her mom blocked on everything just because it just there's no reason like we're not friends like we co-parent fine but but I'll see her like commenting on like my stepdaughter's like Instagram pictures where she's like literally in like a thong bikini on vacation with her mother um like oh my beautiful daughter and I'm like my child would never be caught online half mother trucking no. naked and me be okay with that like mm-hmm. never in a million years um never my my middle stepson the 15 year old he um he's a little different he he doesn't have a friend in the world he has never had a friend um so we've dealt with a lot of like social anxieties with him um, which has been very trying on our family. Um, cause it's sad to see your kid just unhappy all the time. Um, yeah. so for a long time when he was in middle school, you know, he lived on that phone, like literally mm-hmm. stared at it all day, every day. Wouldn't have a conversation with people his age, like in person, they'd mm-hmm. come to the door. Hey, is, you know, is, can he come out and play? He would be like, tell them I'm not here, tell them I'm sick, but he would be on his phone all day long. So, um, like my, my two older stepkids <clears throat> were in therapy just post-divorce. They would just go weekly and just talk to someone. We just thought that would be best. Um, and you know, our therapist said, you know, we gotta, we gotta get him off of this phone. He's like totally the type of kid that's going to like meet somebody in the park, you know, because he's, uh so desperate and has, you know, he has no outlet. He has nobody to confide in. Um, so we, you know, started taking their phones, I think at um, nine o'clock at night and we would charge them in our bedroom and then they would get them back in the morning. So we did that for probably a year, like seventh to eighth grade for him. Um, the oldest hasn't like, although she's half naked on the internet all the time, which like I said, not my style whatsoever. She like can put the phone down and go to bed where like my 15 year old, it will be up till four or five in the morning. Mm -hmm. So at both houses, we have had to, um, you know, co-parent in a way where it's like, we both have to do this. Otherwise, like we are going to be turned against each other. You know, the kids are going to be like, well, mom doesn't take it away or dad takes it away at 10 and mom takes it away at nine. Like we had to be really diligent about being on the same page yeah Um, because they're teenagers they're manipulative they know that they know how to play the game at this point you know Mm -hmm. and it was a little bit of a struggle but I think us all staying on the same page and being like sorry nine o'clock's a cutoff you know the drill it's the same at mom's house like don't pull this with us if you make it more difficult it's going away for longer um did you ever just to to chime in with a question. Did you ever run into a situation, either of you, where you've come to an agreement for both houses and then bio mom doesn't follow through with that? And so then- Every single one. Every single one. Okay. Because that's like, I mean, even now where I'm just like, we can't even get her to commit to potty training. Like, yeah, she'll yeah. always take the, the road less, like the road that's easier to- that's how our yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like they've got all this time to make up for because they were, you know, doing whatever for all these years. And now they've got to be, you know, mom of the year and, you know, it's got to be fun and party over there. Mm-hmm. No structure, no rules. So it's like, yeah. oh, dad says 10 o'clock. Okay. Nine o'clock or 11 o'clock here. Or, you know, no, right. you can have it tonight. I'll, I'll tell dad it's fine or, you know, whatever. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. It's difficult. I think having like a 
medical professional involved was like a big help because it was like a my husband could be like, listen, this isn't my rule. This is what your doctor says. Like things for a reason, this is what we need to do. Um, that definitely obviously had helped because it wasn't my husband being the bad guy or me being the bad guy being Mm -hmm. like, but you know, Dr. So-and-so said that we need to do this. And I think that's what we need to do. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they won't say that for no reason. Obviously there's an issue here. We're not crazy. Yeah. 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 Ours is, ours is, awful it's we my 16 year old he has always had an issue with devices yeah. you know he doesn't like when we use that word either devices <laughs> is like a swear word to him you know um <laughs> always has been really connected to it even when he was like 12 and got his first one and we were like we think he's a little too young to kind of get that you know mm-hmm. um maybe we should wait a little while before he gets one all the time. So we set a rule where it's nine o'clock. Um, they set every, during the school year, nine o'clock, everything gets shut off. They just put it on the table downstairs. Um, that's turned into, he thinks that we have trust issues with him and thinks that we think he's just doing inappropriate things all the time. And we're like, it's not, it's not that it's that your mind needs time to rest. You know, mm-hmm. we, like we come home and we'll be on our phones and that's always the fight is that, well, you get to sit on the couch and use your phone. And I'm like, well, I've been at my job for 12 hours today. So. And I'm a bloody adult. That's right. Yeah. Shut I pay my own freaking phone bill. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, also I'm, you're not my parent. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I always have to tell my stepkids, we are not equals. I am an adult yes. and you are yeah. a pet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, this whole COVID thing has really changed things and has gotten a little out of hand. And we're kind of at the point where we're, I'm like, I just want to burn them and break them and never see them again. Yeah. Um, just be done. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's hardly even bedtimes when we try to enforce them. They're a little bit older, so it's not as necessary. They're kind of able to regulate themselves. I really like structure and rules and things to follow a pattern. Even as a kid, I did. I wanted that. I wanted my parents to be like, Mm -hmm. this is what's right. This is what's wrong. But the other house is very wishy-washy and there's very few rules and there are no boundaries on tablets or Xbox or games or what apps they download. When he first got his tablet, we said, you have to have one parent following you. And we can check your stuff at any time. That has never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the times that we he said, okay, and we'll let you follow him, he'll change it and change your parental viewing and all of those things. It hasn't ever been like, well, we'll set this up for you and give you access. It's mm. He's just done everything on his own. So now his, his brother has always said, I don't want to be like that when I grow up. I don't want to be as like addicted to hit to the tablets and devices and things like that as he is it's not what has happened (laughs) Um, and we try to tell him like we can see a change in you if you've been on your tablet for 20 hours today you know or 10 hours today like take a break we have so our rule now like we call it summertime rules how COVID is when we come home from work they're supposed to be off of all devices we are gone for 12 hours a day so they get a pretty good chunk of time and then when we go to bed because they have no schedule to follow of any 
sort. They don't have to check in at certain times or anything like some schools do. It's just do everything on your own. Um, we say you can, you can use them when we go to bed. You just have to go to bed by, I've been saying midnight and I'm trying to scoot it closer and closer up, but it's just so really I know enforce when you're sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I know that there's like, I mean, because there's timers and there's like people, I've seen parents just be like, yo, man, if you want the Wi-Fi password, this is what you got to do and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, um, have you ever tried any of that? Have you? We have talked about them, but it would have such a negative impact mm-hmm. on our side that it is not worth going down that road. Mm-hmm. There they have a good relationship, but we've only had 50-50 custody for the last two years. Um, and with our oldest one being 16, he's at that age where it'd be really easy for him to just say, not coming back, not going to deal with this crap. I'm going to stay with my mom who lets me, who treats me like an adult, which is really, lets me do doesn't whatever the care. fuck I want and doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah. She's a really good friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not my kid's friend, you know? Yeah. yeah. So like yeah, we, Facebook and stuff like that. Um, he, the older one, he has an account. He posts things like he's actually like, I deleted him as my friend this week. We had a little spat. Um, he posts really political things and tries oh, to fight with message, people and tries to. Did you message me about that? I might have. Yeah, I have. Okay. I think so. I'm I like, that so. sounds familiar. Yeah. 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 yeah he posts <laughs> things that are very and we're we are very different like politically oriented than he is he's the only kid in our whole entire family the only person that has like the beliefs that he does so it makes it tough Mm -hmm. um and it's very much on the other side of what we believe um which is fine but there's a point where it's like are you posting things to try to influence your friends and family or are you posting things to fight and Mm -hmm cause division you know and I we've had some really good conversations and this last time it was like everything that I've ever done wrong which there's a good list you know things that I've done wrong as a step parent I got thrown under the bus and I said look Mm. if we can't if we can't have our friendly debates and not make it personal we can't be friends so that's Mm. a rat boundary yeah Yeah. you have to put up yeah but he posts things publicly so I can still creep a little bit (laughs) Uh, Nikki, you were gonna, you were gonna say. I was gonna say, you know what is my, like I said, my middle stepson. He is a major issue. Like I'm telling you, he's up all night long, sleeps all day, and yeah. we're like, I'm a structure rules type of person all day long. Kids thrive on structure; they need it. Like they're not going to be successful otherwise. Life right. is not a free for all. We all know this, but um, you know, I've told my husband time and time again, like, like my husband and bio mom, you know, they said, you know, I think what time did they say? Let's say 1130. He needs to like turn his phone off and go to bed because he doesn't go to bed till five in the morning. Then he's up, please sleeps till two. It's ridiculous. Yep. Um, so I've said to my husband, like, you can literally put his phone on like lock. You can put a setting in his phone, put a password on it, lock it up. Like he can't be trusted. So, um, I have a, a one-year-old who he sleeps through the night, but every once in a while I'll go in and check on him. And his, my one-year-old bedroom is right, right past my 15-year-old stepson's. So 
three, four in the morning, I'll get up to just go check yeah. on my son and his freaking LED lights are blaring and TikToks are being made. And oh, God. <laughs> we have had like 200 times and I'm, I'm always in my husband's face. Like, why does this have to be an argument? <laughs> like we set, we set a standard, we set a rule here he is breaking the rule and we are like continuing to just be like, okay, we told you 1130, you need, I'm like, just lock it down, lock the shit down. Right. Like, why are yeah. we playing this game? He lies to us. He does whatever the hell he wants. Just lock it down. Like, why are we even having this argument? It's mm -hmm. just like, I don't know if my dad, if my husband is just like so exhausted at the end of the day, he just doesn't even want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Like he just wants to keep saying, well, or, well, I told you, like, this is the bad time. And, you know, so I, you both of you have brought up an interesting point that was actually asked. So, do, well, okay, I always do this. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm <laughs> curious about two things. One, how much uh, does raising teenagers cause conflict within your marriage? God. And then with that, how much of the discipline and all that stuff influence or is influenced by your fear of them not coming to your house anymore. Cause I feel like both of those things kind of make you stuck yes. in, in, in being yeah. able to parent and being able to run the house that you want, because one, it causes conflict with you and your spouse or two, you're going to push the kids out of your house completely. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I try to, yeah, it's hard. That's a, those are good questions. <laughs> I try to, to tell myself, like, is this something I have a tough relationship with the oldest kid? I have had difficult times with, with the next one. Do I want that with the other two? And is getting mad over something like this going to be the thing that I let ruin us, you know? At some point, I have to say, if I pushed three of the four kids away, maybe I'm doing something wrong, you know? So I have to step back and remember that I came into the game late and that they have set these rules. And a lot of times I will, def uh, after a while, I have to admit, you know, it takes, it takes a little bit for me to get to that point, but I have to say they're his and I'm here to help him. And if I'm making it worse, because mm. I'm, I'm very confrontational I'm very much like this is going on let's just deal with it I don't and I don't mean in like a I don't try to start fights but I try to get things taken care of as soon right. as I can rather than letting it build sure especially if you have I feel like especially if you feel like you have a solution or the solution is easy like why aren't we just yeah. doing this just, just fucking do it right. like it, right. it comes out in anger when it's like why is this this is easier than you're making it yeah. out to be yes yeah mm -hmm. I'm I'm loud and I make sure my point is heard. So I have to kind of like take a step back too, you uh -huh. know? So that's hard. That's hard to do. Yeah. yeah I think parenting um, is mine and my husband's number one fight. If there was no parenting involved of his, his children, I mean, no marriage is perfect, but we would have a damn near perfect marriage because it is right. literally the only thing we argue about, honestly, the only thing. Same. We're Same. Pretty, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. and, um, which is know. so distressing. It is. Yeah. Like, damn it. I didn't ask for this. What the hell? Like, this yeah. is what the heck. But, um, I, 
it, it is, I was just telling my husband this this morning. It was funny. I was telling him how I was doing this tonight. And I was like, you're not going to want to listen to this because I'm just going to be, you know, talking about you and <laughs> talking shit about you. <laughs> I'm doing right. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, think about it. If we weren't parenting your teenagers, what would we fight about? And he's like, oh my God, you're right. Nothing. Um, but I so had learned. Yeah, I've had to completely disengage from my, my stepdaughter's life. Um, she is just not a person turning into a, a person that I, I would want in my inner circle. I think she's a complete yeah. clone of her mother. Um, and now, like when I take a step back and I look at the situation out of heat and out of anger, like I feel very sorry for my husband because he obviously is not with their mother for a reason and to have a child that is exactly like the person that, you know, ruined his life, essentially. Like, yeah. it's going to be very hard, but to be a reasonable adult, which I feel like I am, you know, it took me a very long time to say, like, I love you and, you know, I, I'll do anything for you. And, you know, I'll, I love your kids because you love them, but... Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like her and I don't want to be around her because yeah. she, she's, you know, not really a great person. And look at all of the things that she's done to us and done to you. And, you know, yep. it's cordial, you know, we're fine living together and <laughs> it's that way because I've taken the very, very difficult step of completely disengaging, um, you know, doing that. I'm a control freak. Like I like structure. I like rules. Like I want things to run smoothly and letting go and disengaging has been like, I'm suffocating, you know, yeah. it's like, I'm, like I said, I'm a reasonable person. Like the things I'm saying are not unreasonable. Why can't we just like, why are we fighting about this? Why can't we just be like, listen, this is the rule. This is the way we're going to do things, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I've had to disengage from my, my middle stepson as well, because he just, again, like, I just can't operate my home with constantly having to worry about these two older kids that like don't don't want to operate successfully. You know, they're they're yeah. they're very defiant and you know they they like going to mom's house because it's a free for all and they're at that age where they're they're manipulative, like they know the games that are being played and my whole life has honestly, my whole opinion on this whole thing has definitely changed since I've had a kid of my own. I'm like, I don't think you have a child of your own. So, um, I was going to ask how, once I, once I had my son, um, it's been a lot easier to just be like, to say those words, like they're not a direct reflection of me. I'm doing right. the best I can in the role that I'm in. But at the end of the day, like you said, you came into the game late. Like they, they did this to themselves, you know, they're in this situation on their own and you can be there to support your husband as much as you can. But at some point you just have to be like, this insanity can't go on. I think it's easier for me to have probably a little bit more say than maybe you do, Emily, because I have, I can say I am, I will be damned to have my son think that this is how they operate. You know, like yeah. my son is not going to look at his siblings and think this is the way we talk to people. This is the way we operate. This is how we follow rules. And he might yeah. only be a year old, but yeah. I'm not oh, starting yeah. now, you know, yeah. and 
I'm saying you I, probably had that too with your daughter. Like you were yes. like, I'm not doing this shit with my kids. So yeah. And it's coming up more and more. Um, just, I mean, Nikki, when you're talking about how you don't like your stepdaughter, I, I've told my <laughs> husband straight up, I'm like, look, he's only nine, mm-hmm. but he's, it's, he is the exact opposite of, of me so far. And that he's not thoughtful. He's yes. not inherently yeah inherently kind he's not he doesn't care about anything but himself and he only wants to be nice to someone if he knows what he can get from them and I see that happen when like my mom is visiting and he's like would you bring me and I'm just like you do not talk to my mom that way she is here to visit you and be you know like spend time with you it's not just about so stuff like that where I'm just like I do not want my daughter Mm-hmm. to see that type of behavior and, and to treat people that way to their siblings like they yes. see it. even I'm sure your daughter saw it when she was you know 18 months old like yes you know yep. and screaming or throwing or whatever it is yeah yep. there's already I mean little behavior um yeah. I think I I like so he is so obsessed with video games right now right now all the time forever <laughs> um and so he will like I'll be like okay go outside like I need you to go outside and go play oh. and he'll run around like he's in a fucking video game and pretend <laughs> that he's like Sonic the Hedgehog yes. and then my daughter yeah. will like copy him and run like him and I'm like oh my god no no <laughs> I don't want you you to play over that. here you play over there <laughs> yeah well it's also like a safety issue because they he like runs with his arms like behind him God. And I'm like, my daughter is only, she'll be three. And I'm like, if you fall, like you're going to bust out your mouth. Like, you're right. like, I'm just like, this is just a safety issue <laughs> at this point. But yeah, right. absolutely. Where. Yeah. You're... I know. I feel really bad saying it, but it's, it's the truth. And it's like the, it, it is what it is. Like, I'm thankful, thankful every day that my daughter and son are 18 years apart, that my stepson is 15 years apart from my son. Um, because those two, my two older kids, they're not bad kids, you know, but they have their influence on the other half has definitely played a, a very major role in who they're becoming. And I think it's really upsetting for my husband and hurtful for him and it breaks my heart when I think about it, like I said, out of anger, like when I'm being a reasonable person and like not screaming at him that, you know, <laughs> he, he really wanted better for his kids. You know, he wanted them to look at the situation and say like, you know, this is how mom is. And, and this isn't a good quality. I don't want to be like that. But instead they look at it like, this is the easy way I'm going to be this type of person. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's really hard for my husband, especially for the children. It's the youngest one best kid in the world. I'm telling you, I love him. I wish him and my son were like closer in age. They are thick as thieves. My son loves, loves, loves my youngest stepson. And that is exactly who I want my son to be like. Mm-hmm. So I'm so thankful that they're the closest, but I've said to my husband, like my only saving grace here is the fact that like your two older kids are going to be way out of the picture before my son can really develop like yeah. an adult because yeah. I can't, I can't like, Mm-hmm. I think you said it the other day, Christina, like, um, I think I was watching you on your stories or something, but you, you know, you get into it with your husband and you're like, what's worse, you know, mm-hmm. um, putting my kid in, in sharing my kid with someone else or just dealing with this for like right. as long as, as we have to, you know? Yeah. Right. Yep. 
Like, yeah. I don't want to put my kid in, I don't want to share my kid. Mm-mm. You know, I, I want to make this work. And my only saving grace, like I said, if my two older stepkids are 15 and 18, I don't have that much longer where like, I'm going to be parenting, them. you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And, and disengaging has been the best thing for my family. It has hurt my husband, you know, cause he wants this perfect splendid family. Everybody gets along, everybody's in love. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling him like, that's, that's not realistic. And that's great. Some people have that, but just because I don't have a relationship with my stepdaughter, that it's not a bad thing. That's okay. She has a mom. Like I'm here for her. I live here. We, I cook her dinner, you know, I, I get her her deodorant, you know, whatever she needs. <laughs> it's not like I've cut her out, but I just don't want a relationship with her. And I'm okay with that. And she's okay with that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he does his thing with her on their own. Um, but I know it's still hard for him, you know, like he obviously wants everyone to be a big, happy family, but for our family, the best way to be is for me to just not, because it's just, it's nothing but arguments. You're not going to win. They're 18. They're not going to change. Right. They are who they are. You know, he always tells me, I'm not going to give up on my kids. And I'm like, you don't have to, I'm not asking you to, but I'm no longer going to be like mom over here to them. Like right. you're going right. to operate this home how we want to operate it or or we're going to be arguing like it is what it is yeah you have to you have to choose and I feel like at least I mean even me at this point when he's you know still so young there's still things that I'm like how much influence do I actually have in this like or how much or the influence that I do have is just me being me and me being happy me Mm -hmm. being like the mother I am to my daughter and Mm -hmm. me and my husband like it, to me, it's like, okay, I'm not going to be able to deprogram him yeah, from being right. like his mother and him, like, cause she is very self-centered. Mm-hmm. She is, she uses people for, to get what she wants. She lies, like all these things. Like I can't, he's going to see that. And I can't try and I can just try and emulate what I want and what I believe and Mm -hmm. show him a healthy, happy marriage and show him, you know, a different way of mothering and parenting. Like instead of getting too far into how can I be exactly the opposite of what his mom does, or how can I not, you know, try and change the way that he's thinking. It's just like, you are who you are. I'm just going to keep being me and hope to God, something sticks. Like I tell my husband all the time, like your kids have never seen like a happy, loving home. So like they think the chaos is normal. Like we Mm. have to just keep doing, loving one another and having a positive, happy home. And they're either going to jump on that bus and join us into the sunset or they're not. And it, you know, like, like I said, my youngest stepson, I think I, I got to him at like a reasonable age that him and I are very close. He thrives on structure. He wants to be places on time. He, you know, (laughs) wants to, you know, have friends and be organized and know where his soccer cleats are and not like live in a tornado. So he has definitely, like, I can't tell you how many of my husband's like family members have been like, the influence you have had on him is so obvious because he is nothing like the other two for one. And for two, he's nothing like his mother. Like he is, like you would think he was my son because he just mm-hmm. operates the way I do. You know, he, he sees that this is successful. This is a happy place. I don't have anxiety here because I know where my things are or mm-hmm. I'm going to be, at, mm-hmm. you know, to soccer on time. And so what is Nikki, what is your schedule? We have 50, 50 custody. Um, 
Biomom lives like not even a mile from us. So my husband and I make the schedule um, based on, my husband's a physician, so his work schedule's a little wonky sometimes. Um, and she works part time. So my husband, um, like we'll make the schedule, like I said, a couple, we'll do a couple months at a time. We do 15 days on, 15 days off every, every other weekend, but we're super flexible. Like if we have a wedding to go to, or she has, you know, work thing to go to, Sometimes we have them two weekends in a row. Sometimes we have them the first sure. and the last. Do you ever, do either of you ever have to deal with? Um, so close. The kids are older that it's not as structured as it was when they were younger. Right. Um, so it works for us. She's not really a reasonable person, but when it comes to the schedule, she can be. So it's like, like this weekend we had a wedding um, that we were in. So she had them when it typically should have been our weekend. It's easy enough for us to be like, listen, I'll take them Tuesday. Can you take them Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, what about you? Uh, we have 50, 50, we are week on week off and we don't flex very much. Um, there's been, there's been a little bit of abuse in that in the past. So we've mm-hmm. gotten very like okay, well, if you're going to switch, if you need them for another night, then we need them back for one of your nights. And sure. Yeah. That's how we are not. too. Yeah. 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 Keeping it equal. There's been a lot of abuse on our end too, but it's, we don't mind having the kids more, you know, like yeah. we have fun with them and as much of a pain in the butt they are, like my husband wants to see them when he can. So when she's right. switching days, this and the other thing, we're like, okay, whatever. I hated it. Yeah. I will tell you, I was a psycho. Like she needs to take some responsibility. She's got to take care of her kids because we were doing everything. Um, but like I said, now, I don't know, maybe because I had a kid, I've calmed down. I don't know. But now I'm like, yeah, what? for what us, I- it's the opposite direction. Like it'll be like, if we don't get them back or we don't, mm-hmm. you know, she'll yeah. let she them come over and the deal. She, so her kids are an inconvenience to her for the most part. So she doesn't want to drive them anywhere. She doesn't want to pick them up. She doesn't want to grocery shop. So it's like, it's whatever. My fridge is full. Just <laughs> that's tough. Um, so I did want to touch on a couple more questions that uh, people had. Um, this is kind of quicker ones that we kind of skimmed over. So if you remember, uh, well, first, who pays for cell phone? How do you negotiate that with the other house? as far as who pays for the cell phone, cell phone plan, and who did that decision come mutually or did they just show up with the phone one day? For us, the 16 year, neither one of them have a cell phone plan, Um, especially right now because they're always home 100% of the time, you know, 98% of the time. Um, The first phone that he got was an Obama phone and Mm -hmm. we were, a little upset about that because it's illegal <laughs> you know he's a kid he shouldn't have had it um use of resources going, yeah yeah so mm-hmm. any other time she has paid for it because we have not been in agreement that he Supportive. should even have one yeah mm-hmm. um and at this point he will pay for it if he decides to get one gotcha nikki Um, so my husband pays for and has paid for literally everything, every single thing you could imagine for my stepkids. My youngest did get a cell phone when he was nine, um, eight or nine, only because the parent, that's when they got divorced. And I think my husband just felt like I want to be able to call my son when I want to. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that was the only reason my husband's not like a crazy person. I don't think he would have really given him one until he was a much older, but the circumstances were such, um, but so in my husband and his ex's, um, divorce agreement, they did agree that my husband would basically pay nothing essentially. I mean, it's not nothing, but in the grand scheme of things, it is in child support. Um, but he was to pay for everything for the kids. Like we pay for their sports. We pay for, mm. um, extracurriculars. We pay their cell phone bills. Um, I don't know what else do you pay for kids, everything. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will say when I first came around, um, the, his, his ex definitely took that to a whole nother level. Um, like it, it was out of control and it was because my husband is such a non-confrontational guy and he just, yeah, he's a busy guy. He's got, you know, now four kids. He just is like, not going to fight the good fight. And he's just going to say yes and be manipulated. And then I think when I came around, I was like, we're not doing that. Like what? Like we're not, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, My stepdaughter went to like a hundred proms when she was in high school and (laughs) it really came to a head when long story short, like my, um, my stepdaughter would be like, can you take me shopping and get school clothes? Blah, blah, blah. Sure. No problem. Let's go. Whatever. And then her mom would give her the guilt trip. I'm so disappointed in you for going shopping with her. Why would you do that? I, you know, that hurts mom. That hurts my feelings. So I'm like, I don't care. I don't need to take you shopping, but I think whatever. So mom would then yeah. go and take her to get a dress and then be like, oh, by the way, that dress is $500. I need that money. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, no, we're not. No, I'm sorry. Like, you're not going to go and just buy her whatever you want to buy her, right. not right. give her a limit because we're going to pay for it. Like, right, I don't right. So probably two, three years ago, probably three years ago, that came to like a real fast halt because my husband was like, I'm like, what are you doing? You're not paying her for that. We didn't okay that. Like, she's going to take him to, you know, Grand Cayman Islands and then tell you that she, we're, we're paying for that vacation too. Like, right. yeah. not doing that. Um, so we, he, my husband definitely now has dialed back. Like he's basically, although he's required to pay for everything, I'm like, a judge can't tell you you have to buy your child a car when they're 16. Like, right. Yeah, no, right. we're not going to do that. So right. <laughs> my stepdaughter did get her license. Um, I had an old, not even an old car. We saved my car. I bought a bigger car because I had all the kids. We saved that car for her. We gave it to her. Um, but we told bio mom, like, listen, we can't afford to just be buying cars, paying insurance, doing all this stuff. So like, if you right. want your daughter to have a car, we will provide her this vehicle, but you're going to pay the insurance. Otherwise we can't afford it. So mm-hmm. you can explain to your daughter why, because you're not willing to help her, you know, get a car, get her license, do whatever. So bio mom pays the insurance. Now we pay the, we pay half the car payment. The kid pays the other half. Okay. Um, but I mean, that was a lot of kicking and screaming for a while because it was like, you can't just tell me what we can afford. You know, you can't right. just say like, I think my kid should have a car. So you're going to go get them one. Because yeah. He's has- not your bank account. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. My husband finally was like, I like, he started having to say no. And like the kids kind of had to go without essentially, um, for her to be like, shit, I need to like provide for my, I don't kid. know, do something. God. 
But to the day, <laughs> she is like never, like I bought them all of their clothes, all their underwear, all their, like she just doesn't because I just always do it. Like my youngest stepson right. plays a hundred sports. She's never bought a cleat, a shin guard, a sock. Like we just do all of it. We pay for his registrations. We just don't even, we don't even go there. You know, it's mm-hmm. just not even worth easier. It. Yeah. But with the big stuff, the cars and stuff like that, um, we were like, listen, we can't afford it unless you plan on contributing because it's just not, that's just not right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But we do pay college tuition as well. Mm. So we also ran into my two older kids went to private high schools that wasn't in the divorce agreement. So we said, you want to do this, you're helping us out. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to have that little combo too. So oh, the money stuff gets all like, it does. Because you yeah. don't, you don't want to say no to their kid, you know, but right. you have to have boundaries and like she, you're, you can't just manipulate and be manipulated just because you don't want to say no to your kids. Like there has mm-hmm. to be a fair playing ground, I think. Yeah. And it took my husband a long time to like, not like say no to his kids when like he could have done it for them, you know, but it's the principle. Like I can't keep just being walked all over and like right. treated this way just because your mom has no problem saying no to you. Where like we we don't want to say no. If we can do it, we want to do it, but it has to be fair. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have two more questions and then we're going to try and wrap this up. But I have one that I know a lot of people were wondering about, and I don't know if you guys can speak to it, but I didn't want to just completely pass by it of um, how would you, or how do you deal with uh, your teenage kids not wanting to come to your house or not wanting to go to bio mom's house? How do you have that discussion with them? How much do you tell them? Do you enforce it that it's your time? So they have to be there. Like, how does that go down? We haven't hit that yet. It's okay. evident sometimes. Um, when we were doing our custody thing, my husband pulled the older one and kind of said, just remember that you have a brother when you make your statements, mm-hmm. you know, remember what's good for him. You're old enough to make your own decision. He comes every week and hasn't fought it to us yet. Okay. Thankfully. (laughs) We haven't had much issue with that at all. We did for, we did right before my wedding, my stepdaughter Mm -hmm. wouldn't come over. Um, she, oh God, just it was the worst day of my life. Honestly, she, um, ruined the entire experience. She was, you know, gone. First six weeks, like the six weeks before my wedding and probably like a week or so after. And it was the first time we ran into that situation. She was 16. She was 16. She was right in the thick of just being defiant. Um, and I think it was an attention thing. You know, she, it was hitting her that like, okay, dad's getting married to, to Nikki and this is real now. So like, how can I put the attention back on me? Um, so she didn't come to our house and my husband, I don't know, God bless him. Like if I was in that situation, I would have like lost it. He kind of let her stay at her mom's house. Um, I think cause he didn't want to drive her any farther away because we Mm -hmm. were in a bad place. Um, but right after our wedding or right before our wedding, I think like it, a light bulb went off for him. And he, he said to, um, bio mom, like, you know, how could you not support me with like having our child come back to my house, like tear apart my family. He was like, 
my young, my, like I said, my youngest stepson and I are super close. He loves it. Like we're, we've got a great relationship. He said, you know what, let's see if I support you when, when, you know, Patrick doesn't want to go back to your house. And mm. I think that hit her really hard. And she finally was like, okay, you need to go back to dad. You need to fix this with dad. So um, in bio mom's defense, she ever since then, she has been very supportive in terms of, of making sure kids go back and forth. And we have too, like they fight with their mom all the time. You know, they, they don't want to go back there. You know, she's the, she's that. And we're like, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. With her, we, we've got to keep it rolling here. Um, so I don't see it being a problem in the future again, but it only happened once. So yeah, but she's yeah. 18 now she could go wherever she wants, but she has her three younger brothers. So even though she's in college, whatever week or day it is, we have a family hub, like on our phones, family calendar. Mm -hmm. Um, she just checks to see where she is that day. And she just, she follows her brothers along and hasn't mm -hmm. been a problem. Mm -hmm. So before we kind of wrap things up, I wanted to give you guys a second to think about, you know, you guys have a lot of experience and there are a lot of stepmoms listening right now that are about to enter into the teenage years or are dealing with it right now. What would be a nugget of wisdom or advice you would give um, in regards to raising teenagers? Get out now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Run! <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I think for me, I think it's to remember your place and to remember your role um, and to not stoop down to your teenager's level because <laughs> it's really easy to do that. Mm -hmm. And just to remember, remember first that you are your, your spouse's helper. It's, mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I, I think, think that's enough. <laughs> I think I would say it's a season, you know, and it's a very difficult and trying season at that. Um, but, you know, I think loving your husband, loving your spouse and just trucking along in the most positive and reasonable way pos like possible in, in this season is going to be the best example you can set for your stepkids because if they see positivity and love and kindness and, you know, all of these great things that you're trying to establish in your house, I'm sure they're eventually going to follow suit. You know, they're, they're going to see that there's no other way to be. Um, there's no other way that, that is going to be a successful path for them to take. And like I said, it, it's a season you'll get through it. It's not going to be easy. Some days are easy. Some days they're great, you know, cause they're a little, people like people you can talk to but <laughs> and my number one thing is do not take it personal i'm going yeah. through that right now with my 13 year old he him and i have been the best of friends for years we do everything together and he's starting to hit that quiet doesn't talk as much um just getting all in his feelings yeah just quiet like yeah. he just doesn't chit chat we don't hang out like we used to and I have to every single day say to myself like he's just 13 he's getting quiet it's not me it's not me it's not me you know like mm -hmm. just keep leading with love and you know they'll, they'll get there it's 
So I'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great advice. I mean, in any area of stepmom life, it's so much of it is not us. Um, and we're always in our feelings about, you know, how are we doing it right? Are we doing it wrong? Should I step forward? Should I step back? Mm -hmm. Is, Is this a conversation I should have with by a mom is this you know between my partner like what the hell am I doing ah and it's like we're always in our own shit that sometimes we forget that other people are also in their shit like mm-hmm. our husbands are trying to deal with yeah. stuff the stepkids are trying to deal with stuff you know all of that and then so just to give each other grace and to not get too into our own feelings um so ladies, thank you so much for coming on. This was really, I mean, I just soaked in all of your wisdom. <laughs> I am um, just <laughs> um, I think you guys are doing great. Uh, you guys are not dealing with easy stuff at all. Um, but you know, like Nikki, you said, it's a season. So hopefully at the end of this season, you guys will be stronger and wiser and you'll be able to, you know, spread all of your good shit on the stepmoms that are going to need it. Um, so thank you so much. Um, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, if you have any questions, you can always DM or email me. Um, as always be well and stay radical. Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast. Or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you. And you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com. Bye.